Hi, welcome to the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. I'm Rabbi Mark Wachowski with the 12-minute shiur number 48 on the flexibility of the halakha. We're working from a source sheet that you can download at our website, www.freehoffinstitute.org slash podcast. These shiurim usually focus on a particular issue of Jewish religious practice from a progressive point of view. In this episode, we're going meta. We're going to be talking about the thing we call progressive halakha. At the Freehoff Institute, we base our work on the proposition that the halakha, in its best sense, is not a set of fixed rules identified by a chain of officially recognized authorities, that is, by orthodox rabbis. We think of the halakha as a discourse, a language of thought and argument that Jews use to study their sacred sources and determine just what those sources tell us when it comes to matters of sacred action. We believe that the study of those sources can yield guidance that is fully coherent with the religious and intellectual value commitments of our modern liberal or progressive Jewish community. On that point, of course, lies the disagreement between us and our Orthodox brothers and sisters who tend to think that we're all wet, which is why we want to consider a teshuva, a responsum, of Rabbi Chaim David Halevi, a former Sephardic chief rabbi of Tel Aviv-Yafo, who died in 1998. Halevi certainly qualifies as an Orthodox rabbi, so it's significant that he speaks of what he calls gemishuta shelahalacha, the flexibility of the halacha. And in that sense, even though he would likely have rejected the very concept of progressive halacha, he's speaking our language and endorsing our goals. Now, we can't cover this responsum in detail in the space of 12 minutes. We do have an essay up on the website that gives the piece the attention it deserves. But we can focus here on Halevi's main point, as he puts it in his title, Hatsorech Bechidushe Halacha Lefitron Ba'ayot Shazman Graman, the need for innovations in the halacha to solve contemporary problems. The word innovations, our translation of chidushim, comes from the root chet dalet shin, which means new. Chidushim literally are new ideas, so we might have translated the word as changes. But we didn't, because for many Orthodox Jews, change is a four-letter word. Okay, it's not really four letters, but, but work with me here. Many Orthodox Jews have a problem with the idea that the halacha might change, since that would mean that it is less than perfect as it stands, and that we humans are empowered to alter the laws that have come down from God at Sinai. Halevi, for his part, is not calling for anybody to change the halacha. That would be tantamount to reform, which is another four-letter word. He's speaking of chidushim as that word describes new ideas that emerge in the context of traditional Talmud or halachic study. Chidushim are insights that students derive to explain a text or to resolve a difficulty in its interpretation. If a chidush stands up under scholarly scrutiny, it's regarded not as the student's invention or creation, an element foreign to the text, but... A, lit a legitimate expression of what that text might plausibly mean, even though that new idea is not explicitly written in the text itself. So, for Halevi, 
halachic chidushim are rulings that, though innovative and unprecedented, do not come from outside the halacha, but are part and parcel of the halacha as a world of ideas and a process of learning. In an earlier article, Halevi had written, and we're on line 15 of the source sheet, there are problems that have been created in our life and times that have no clear and obviously correct halachic solutions, that is, no solutions written explicitly in the authoritative sources. Hence, line 7, and line 19, there exists a clear need to seek out solutions in the spirit of the sources and with absolute faithfulness or loyalty to them and to create halachic innovations. Now, that word ne'emanut, faithfulness or loyalty, is a bit squishy. What precisely does it mean? I mean? How can you tell when a particular idea or ruling is faithful or loyal or not to the halachic tradition? Halevi's ideas on this score would presumably differ from ours, but his point is that new rulings that diverge from what he calls, and now we're on line 9, the halacha as it is written in the books and as it has been handed down to us, that such innovative rulings can be faithful to the spirit of the sources and therefore authentic expressions of halachic truth. Now, his correspondent, the unnamed individual who read that article, doesn't buy this. Like many, maybe most Orthodox Jews, he thinks it's forbidden to depart from the halacha Hamasurah is written and handed down. And here, Halevi is as clear as a bell. We're on line 28. Line 32. But I don't agree that halachic innovations in the spirit of the written and handed down halacha and in absolute faithfulness to it count as divergence from it, even in a particular case, those innovations change the halacha as it stands written in our sources. Now, notice in line 29, he uses that word mishanim, which does mean change, and which does suggest that he may have had more in common with us than he would like to have admitted. Now, the bulk of Halevi's teshuva, which begins on line 37, is taken up with examples of chidushim, halachic innovations, so-called divergences from the written, handed-down halacha found in the Talmudic literature itself. We're going to have to skip over these here. You can check out our longer essay. But they all go toward proving how the halacha has met a fundamental challenge to its existence. That challenge stems from the very nature of law. Right now we're on line 68. Line 84, since it is painfully obvious that no statute or enactment can survive over time in the face of the changing conditions of life, so that a law that was good in its time will not be appropriate within a generation or so, and will require amendment or alteration. 
How then could our holy Torah bestow upon us such just and righteous laws some 2,000 years ago that we still follow today and that will endure until the end of time? In other words, it's in the nature of all law, including the halacha, that it must change or, okay, well, be capable of innovation to meet the changing conditions of human life. Halevi's examples aim at showing that this capacity for innovation has existed within the halacha since its beginnings. Now, Rabbi Halevi acknowledges there's, no, there's a good argument against all of this. It's based on the idea in the famous text mentioned in lines 182 and 197 that the Holy One showed to Moses everything that diligent students of Torah would someday innovate. On one level, this is an essential point of traditional Jewish doctrine. An all-knowing God, an omniscient God, would certainly know in advance all the possible interpretations of Torah. It also supports the claim of Torah's perfection. Everything that looks like a change or an improvement is actually already there in the Torah, part of what God already revealed to Moses. But think about it. If God taught Moses every innovation that a scholar would one day derive from the study of Torah, then Moses, being a devoted teacher, would surely have revealed all of those chidushim to us. Hence, everything would already be known. There would be no room for innovations at all. Rather, and here Halevi follows the Tosfot Yom Tov, God did not teach Moses these chidushim, God showed them, and that's the language, herahu, as in, look at this massive library of chidushim that your successors will someday derive. Now, why did God merely show the chidushim to Moses if he wasn't going to teach the chidushim to Moses? And the answer was to indicate to Moses that it is permissible to derive chidushim in the first place, that the whole concept of innovation is not alien to the halacha, but rather baked into the halachic process from the very moment of revelation. Which brings us to Halevi's summary, beginning on lines 220 and 227. Anyone who thinks that the halacha is frozen in place and that we are forbidden to diverge from it either to the left or to the right is quite mistaken. Ella adraba on the contrary, there is no flexibility like the flexibility of the halacha, for the halachist enjoys a wide freedom to maneuver, to respond in a positive way to the needs of different people in different times and places. The halacha has survived low these many centuries only because its teachers have been authorized to make the necessary innovations or, to use a four-letter word, changes, to keep it up to date. And he concludes with a wistful statement of hope. If the sages of our own day find the courage to make halachic innovations in the true spirit of Torah, with absolute faithfulness to the written halacha that has been handed down to us, then the halacha will continue to be the path of the Jewish people for all time.
Well, with all the differences between Halevi's view of the halakha and our own, we at the Freehoff Institute share his hope, and we like to think that somewhere, despite his orthodoxy, he is blessing our work. This has been the 12-minute shiur number 48 from the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. Thanks for learning with us. Lehitraot.